0: All right, guys. Good to have you back. I'm sitting here with Gary Hale, but I'm not going to ask Gary how he's doing because we just finished up uh, another podcast, and so we're, we're cranking up another one here. Got to get him banked up as I go home from, from the. So I know how he's doing. He's been sitting across from me for the last, you know, 45, 50 yeah, minutes. Yeah, but you know, I
1: didn't get a chance to tell you. We oh, you,
0: up, didn't. But, uh, you didn't?
1: Yeah, I had something I wanted to say. Oh,
0: okay, Gary. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm ready today. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, besides, you know, getting ready for the for the weekend, uh, play cook some hot dogs for the Women at the Mercy Workshop and played some cornhole came away with, uh, you know, winning a match of cornhole, which is probably in the eternal realm of things, not all that important, but for <laughs> your, me, it your, was your mansion will have a cornhole uh, thing in the back <laughs> right, of it right, right, when right, you get right. that so in. They, they, these ladies, they enjoy playing that. It's really neat. It's, uh, I think I mentioned it before on the podcast, but it's, it's, um, maybe, um, uh, lowered the barrier between pastor and, and, and these ladies. So just go down there playing. And so it's, it's, it, but what's neat is that Allison came to me. Um, I guess it was last week or early this week and said, Hey, one of the women asked if you would be willing to cook hot dogs for our celebration of Mother's Day on Friday. And, you know, and then obviously play cornhole and all that. And so, um, it was that. You know seeing me in a relational aspect and so i was like sure i'm in love to with that. this man. so you know I, I just did that and so there and and that's again that's not um that's not to downplay the opportunities and the need to but there, there's an appropriateness there's a place um to to bring the word i think i said this on the other one when we when i went on outreach recently and the woman said we're not eating until pastor brings a word and she actually <laughs> asked me to bring a word and she was very insistent she was like no none of us are going to eat and so these other ladies are watching other women are watching her and they were like yeah yeah so they're all like so they have a ringleader and the ringleader is saying now we're not eating until he brings the word and so they wanted me to bring word, and i had not prepared to bring a devotion that night so i just uh opened the bible went to genesis 1 and just really quickly uh two three verses reflected upon how god brings order out of chaos And I just, you know, likened it without trying to get too hip or trying to be to connecting to them, uh, you know, acting like I understand everything they're going through. I just was like, you know, sometimes our, our lives can be chaotic because I also know that their lives are chaotic, but based upon, you know, what's going on in the streets and them and all that and their concerns and just reminding them about, about God. So it was a simple, I didn't study. And, and I'm not saying there's a place that you got to study. If I, if I just stand up here week after week after week and just open the Bible wherever it falls and then I say, uh, you're going to know that I haven't studied and prepared. I'm not, I'm not justifying that kind of thing. I'm just saying, be in the moment, and uh, so today was one of those. Just be in the moment, and just enjoy the people, and just allow the conversation to come.
0: If you ever need an ego boost, I'll bring Sarah over so she can play uh, cornhole. Because you know,
1: <laughs> you know, I was, I, I was, I saw a T-shirt uh, that I really thought about ordering. If it wasn't twenty dollars, I'd probably order it for for Sarah. It, it says the most okayest cornhole player. <laughs> she okayest is a step up for her. Oh my, she's she's the worst with the best spirit. Yeah, she
0: she's, has she's Sarah's she she can be competitive, but she she, she there's no in not in cornhole.
1: But no, she, but but she does. I mean, she was. I mean, the, the one or two times that we played. I mean I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Did you lose I mean she hit the trees. To, yeah, she hit so the trees. She went I mean she was hitting up against the fence. Yeah. She was I mean it was just so I mean no sense of feeling. So, the, feel on so that. the
0: good thing about that for my family is if you're one of the kids and she goes to whack it, there's a good chance she's, she's probably gonna, gonna miss. It. You.
1: <laughs> there's at least an eighty percent chance that she's not landing yeah, there's it. There's
0: a good chance you're gonna get away with just about whatever. <laughs> going back to your other situation, I just yeah. I just had something this week too. I love this connection. Aspect of people seeing us in an organic level. I dealt with a friend who uh, left Venezuela. He's in Chile now and um, can't really find a good place to, to connect church-wise. He says oh, I went to church and he says everybody's perfect. Nobody has any problems. They just talk about you know, but nobody ever opens up. And I I said I said man, that's because I said what we had in Venezuela is not is not very common. I said what you're seeing right now is the most common. There's not that opened up and that vulnerability. And I said I said and. Maybe we did you right. Maybe we just did you wrong on that because we didn't prepare you for the real world. And now you're looking for that. and You can't find it. But I think just that connection, that, yeah. that transparency, that vulnerability of that not being the perfect Christian people gives them, um, not that we need to throw dirty laundry out there or be Aww. bad, but that would people see us on a, on a,
1: a relational level, relational a level, true
0: relational level. When you can get out there and sweat and laugh and just be dumb sometimes and play cornhole and just have fun with being with the people, not with any other purpose. I really do believe that is actually an aspect of discipleship. Why? Because mm-hmm. you're in the relationship building and because you did that, then there's going to come a time when one of them is going to open their heart up to you because you've laid the the, the, yeah. the groundwork and the foundation by playing shoulder to shoulder with them in a Mm -hmm. game that meant nothing, but that built their confidence and built that connection. So, or or
1: when you're eating about ready chicken and they say, share a word, (laughs) you know, and be ready (laughs) in season, out of season, bring the word brother. Yeah. Bring it. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a whole lot better as a pastor when somebody invites you because they're, they've opened their heart, uh, to you, you know, yeah, oh yeah. rather than, Hey, I want to share a word with you. And they're thinking, man, this chicken's getting cold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? But I'm both sides of that my, equation my, too. My fries are getting soggy. <laughs> and so, you yep. know, it's a lot better when it works that way. So, yeah, I mean, somebody said, um, I said it one time, the ministry rides on the rails of relationships. Yeah. And so if you can establish these rails on relationships and so, you know, I'm not perfect at it. I'm an introvert. I have to constantly push myself. I have to push myself to respond to you, man. I mean, you know that, I mean, <laughs> so it's like, you know, you're not, you're not seeing the best-selling Christian book about, you know, how to do, <laughs> how to do ministry and relationship. It is a struggle for me because I can be a hermit, but, um, you know, I, I, end, but seeing, I'm enjoying you're it. You're yeah, seeing yeah. the fruits of yeah, yeah. it.
0: You're yeah, seeing sure. the fruits of sure, sure. it. Yeah. I, Gary is not going to be my first call if I'm on my deathbed. Probably not. He, you probably, probably get You probably, he, 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 I'll, uh, I'll have you speak at my funeral because by the time you get it, I'll be dead.
1: Right. And you'll know that, uh, that, that I'll try to prepare and do a good job. <laughs> there, you go, there you go.
0: There you go. You better be ready to bring a word. Yeah. I'll, I'll be ready. <laughs> Listen, we wanted to talk about a subject today that is something that I think we all suffer, whether you're in ministry as uh, what I would say, pastor, missionary, or, you know, Sunday school teacher, or if you might just be the person that comes and sits in the pew and listens to the sermon. And that is the issue of discouragement. And, um, you know, this kind of can piggyback a little bit on what we had just talked about, the, the Gary's message he talked about on suicide, because not that we want anybody to go that direction, but it does show and we find from the word of God that people who we look up to in scripture did get discouraged and they did get, they had moments of, of, um, maybe we won't even call it disillusionment or moments when they were in despair and they didn't feel like there was hope. And, you know, Paul was that way went through times where he was discouraged. And so, um, I think it's something that's worthy of kind of fleshing out in a podcast and talking our way through that. It's something that I know I've experienced. Um, you know, jo- jo- as we joke about um, working with people, the other side of ministry is that when you do work with people, you- you're always uh, involved in the deepest, most intimate parts of their relationships and lives. And so sometimes too, as a minister, those things can affect you too. If you're ministering to people and they're having a hard time or they're struggling spiritually, uh, you don't necessarily go home and be able to, pillow of your head you might leave the office or you might leave the quote-unquote ministry station that you're working at but you don't necessarily always get to leave that at the office either and so um, discouragement is something that's real uh, and so it's just something we kind of want to talk through flesh out and 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 kind of maybe give you some examples we've been through and maybe possibly some resources that'll help you
1: yeah sure uh you know it's something that we're all gonna you know you you've laid it out there uh to come and uh, in the missions context or ministry context you've sacrificed to get to where you're at and uh you know you're trying to lead other other people and sometimes the people don't seem like they're just they're just not understanding uh for whatever reason uh, or you know uh, your intentions. You know, I, I think when you're young in the ministry, I know I did. Um, it may just be my personality and makeup, but I thought if, as long as my motives are pure, people will, will will understand what I'm trying to share, and they'll be on board. I mean, who who wouldn't want to be on board with it? I'm not trying yeah. to I'm not trying to trick anybody. My motives are pure. I can back it up from the Bible, and so everybody will be on uh, on on board. And then you get through uh, ministry and you are into ministry, and you realize. No and, and then you then you think you think well it's only bad people that no, there's actually some good people that just can't play ball with you can't play in the sandbox right. and it, it, and it's discouraging because mm-hmm. you feel like man I mean and, and then you know or in other cases you don't feel like though we say and I, I think I said something the other day on, on social media a couple weeks ago but uh, about this but it's you know we, we say we're just serving we're just serving the Lord um, we're just a servant. But then, when people treat us like a servant, we get upset. Mm -hmm. Why? Because deep down in, I think there's this: we we want to be appreciated. And so, in the context of of missions, you come to a mission field and you sacrifice. You lay it all out there. You're, you know, you put up with the inconveniences. You could have things better in another place. You could have a better salary. You have more stability. You have all this kind of stuff. And you're, and then people just treat you like, just take you for granted. And you can be discouraged in that. I'm, I'm not saying that that's right. I'm just saying, you know, the the human. Uh, tendency you know so there's just lots of things I've thrown out there I'm not saying yeah. all those are in one I'm just saying there's there's a thousand different ways that you can be discouraged or, or sickness I mean if, yeah. you, if you're yeah. if you're battling with uh, malaria 15 times I mean it, it, I mean it, yes. it, it wears you down you're actually
0: you know? giving an example of you know I can't speak to my my sister and brother-in-law but that is something that they just went through my sister had malaria back to back she no more than recouped she there in Cameroon no more than recouped and she turned around and got it like a week later um you know i I recently went through some some bouts of discouragement here and i think there's it was just kind of a compound thing uh we came here on the tail end of covid uh i shouldn't say tail end of covid we came here when covid was in its worst moment and they're here at least the shutdowns and stuff were pretty strict pretty Mm -hmm. severe at one point we had uh curfew at noon. I remember my parents came down for Christmas and right before my parents came in, they changed the curfew to noon every day that ended up working out great. Cause my yeah. parents, the place my parents rented, nobody could go nobody could go during the day. So we had the whole place ourselves, but, um, it takes, I, one thing I've seen, uh, in Venezuela, Americans and gringos are kind of a novelty and in the Dominican Republic. It's not the case. There's, there's a lot of gringos here. So yeah. it's on, um, you know, you're no different than anybody else. You're here just like they are. you you know, mm-hmm. Um, And so it takes a lot longer to build relationships here. Uh, The other thing is that because there's such a circulation and both really the circulation of Dominicans and gringos, um, you've got people coming down here for ministry and left and not doubting God's leading in anybody's life. That's that everybody has to answer to God. But in some ways that has broken confidence or made some Dominicans a little bit skeptical in the same token too. You've got a real transient culture here out of San Pedro at least where they're looking for places to work that are outside of here. so there's a lot of, you know, in the ministries where I'm involved in, for instance, in the college ministry, you know, I, I can have one week where I have two people and I can have 25 people the very next week and I have no way to plan it or no way to know and who and how I speak to those people really is affected by who's there. Because I know I've got, got some with maturity levels where I can really dig in and, and really have some deeper discussions with. Them. And then I got some who I'm not even sure they're believers, yeah,
1: and so um, and and then and then I think for uh, for you uh, also because I kind of I have this thought from a from a pastoral level it can be discouraging when you realize everybody in this room is trying to get out of San Pedro yeah. and so and you're <laughs> like I, I've given my life, I want I want to go do church planting with you yes they don't want to do church planting because they're thinking right. about going to the capital and they're thinking about going no, to America or was, Europe and it's like yeah.
0: no that was exactly, that honest to goodness was exactly kind of my thoughts what am I well, I mean. Nobody really seems like they care, and no. I'm not trying to judge anybody. Listen, that's yeah. my perception, and and God, you know, God gave yeah, me. You his, go to the extreme, and I would yeah, say and that's, that's what extreme, discouragement yeah, is. Yeah, because but can I tell you something in that? And and I don't want to dominate this whole thing, but this is something I learned, and this was God's timing. I think is amazing. We had some friend come from Ireland. They're missionaries. They're Romanian nationals. Um, had to leave the U.S. years ago just from paperwork junk. And so God, all of a sudden, at the very end of everything, gave them a ministry in Ireland. They've been there, and it's been tough. It mm-hmm. really has. I mean, Europe is difficult. Ireland is one of the most expensive places in the world to live. Um, and so they have faced a lot of emotional stuff. And they came here in kind of a sabbatical. Um, and when they looked at getting tickets everywhere in the world, they were to come here to cheaper than anywhere else. And we've been lifelong friends, and so we, it was great. We spent the month of March with them. Man, I, I really, uh, appreciate, and I've told them a hundred times over. I was really able to unbottle, uh, some stuff I had been just shoving down inside and trying to ignore like it wasn't there. Um, and I have to look at my phone here in a minute, but there was two books that I just started. One of them is with, it's called, and it's really talking about some people do ministry for God. Some people do yeah. ministry w- w- with God, you know, and the idea is, w- Partnering with God, right. and not being motivated by all these other things that are kind of this this cloud floating over your head of performance and anxiety, but that you're walking with Him, and it was such a it was refreshing for them to encourage me in that. And I think the other thing is, and it was a book I can't remember. I've not even started it yet. I'm gonna look it up real quick here, but it was the idea of just really pouring our heart out to God. It's called Dark Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy,
1: hmm.
0: and uh, you know. I guess I had a lot of guilt. Um, our our transition—I I, I didn't think it was tumultuous at the time, but I guess our transition from from Venezuela to the states and then back to the mission field was tumultuous. It was—it was—it was rough, uh, and it, I think it's just part of anything. Um, you know, we, we had a lot of emotional issues leaving Venezuela. There was a lot of guilt involved with that. I mean, here we left people who the lights are, I mean, the last few days I was there, I'm bringing food to people's houses. Then we get home, we work through that. Uh, And that took some months. I mean, it was, it was hard. Then we, you know, then COVID hits, then all the craziness there. We're still, I mean, we couldn't go to any churches. We're trying to figure out how, how we're going to do this thing. And then. The other side says, well, you've been sitting here for over a year now. You've got to go soon. If not, you're going to lose support and you guys are going to be having to start from scratch again. So then we launched. Come here in the middle of COVID, um, you know, just all the, you take culture shock. I didn't think there was going to be any culture shock. I thought, you know, Hispanic country, we speak Spanish, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, give me two weeks. And I'm, no way, dude. It's different. It is way different. And so in that, even people's response to the gospel, even people's response to their cultural response to Americans, their culture, just so many little things that just take time to figure out. And I just didn't see, you know, I didn't see anything happening. I didn't feel like there was any lives being changed. And they really helped me just to pour my heart out to God. And when I go to the Psalms and I see David, David's not like, you know, I mean, I'm saying the King's English, but he's like, you know, where are thou far from me? But I mean, David's like, God, where are you at? Where are you at? I, I literally feel it all by myself right now.
1: And, and it's a skewed. In those moments, it's skewed. It because, is. I mean, I could I can fire off 50 ways that, that God is working all around. Oh, sure. But, but when you're in that discouragement, uh, you feel like you don't see him or you don't give enough credit, or you don't feel how you're being used. You know, you might realize, oh yeah, that's happening over at Las Palmas. That's great. But that's Lynn's full-time. That's Lynn's thing. So she can list 20 or 30 things. But how's God using me Well, and you know, in my and, ministries?
0: And I'll go even one step further. And, and this, I'm not trying to be, uh, I'm not trying to poor mouth or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. But but one of the challenges we had was just financial. And we came yeah, here getting set up brand new. Um, we had... A couple that were like, oh, yeah, we can do this Saturday. We'll help you guys raise. We didn't get any outfit in passage. Yeah. Uh, Broken we, promises. Yeah, and it's okay. I understand that. It, it comes down to God taking care of us, and I get that. But we get here, so that became a burden. Right. And you're you're squeaking from, from paycheck to paycheck. And then, you know, yeah. I'm not trying to paint this grim and doom and gloom picture, but it's kind of like you're waking up every day. You see nothing really substantial any right. change and you're you're just trying to exist you're suffering
1: pro- personally and it's like you it's like a magnet well, every you, little thing just like well, attracts well, to you well you've got
0: <laughs> you've got the constant cloud of the finances over your head right. i mean you're yeah, worried about that then, then you then you have um Part of what comes with that then is that constant, you know, for me at least, it was like, well, should we have done this? Should we have not done that? Because you're going to, you know, we don't hardly go out to eat. But every once in a while we do. If We we have a little extra. But, you know, somebody can say, well, you shouldn't do that. Well, you know what? I got kids. I can't. We don't eat out every day by any stretch. We we might eat out once a month. You know what I'm saying? But there's all these judgment calls that you got to make. And then you got that. And I really, it was right about the time that they were here. And I really kind of cried my way through it. Mm -hmm. I came home. And I just started pouring out my heart out to God. And I'm telling you, I really believe that almost it's like he allowed it to happen so that I would just be honest with him. Mm. And I, kn- I knew this is going to sound crazy and maybe this is way too transparent, but I was like, I was setting dates. Mm. I was like, you know, what? if this something doesn't change by such and such, I'm out of here. We're done. You know, if I don't see change, it's just time to go. And, uh, but I just started pouring my heart out to him. And man, I had somebody in the college group that was posting pictures and I said, Hey dude, can I, you know, I noticed your social media. Can I take your pictures and share that with other people and tell them how, when I pour into you, you pour into other people. He's like, Oh yeah, man, you taught me. And I was like, well, I wasn't going for that. You know, I wasn't fishing for a compliment, but cool. Thanks. You know? And then, and then I was taking kids, uh, college students home after our whole deal uh, on on Sunday nights. And and I'm getting some intimate conversations about, Hey, how do I handle this? And what do we do? You know, and it all, it's like all of a sudden, all of these things where I felt like there was no influence, there was no depth, there was no nothing, you know, out of the woodwork. Uh, brand new, a guy coming to our Bible study, our, our small group, who I don't know if is a believer or not, and I get to give the guy a Bible, and he's writing me back two weeks later saying he's already made it through the book of Genesis and Exodus. You know, it's just all kinds of compounded things, and, I'm, and I almost truly believe in my heart that God allowed me to go through that moment to, to get me to call out to him. Mm -hmm. And when I did, he answered. And, um, you know, even things about Semca and things were involved with the seminary here. God's given just some cool, cool ideas. And then all of a sudden people have approached me about stuff. It's just, you could say it's out of the blue, but I personally believe it was a direct, honest answer to prayer that God heard me when I cried out my moment and he came through, and he gave me the shot in the arm that I needed, and I'm not saying there's still not a rough days here and there, but I s- certainly don't feel like I did and I really do think it's just kind of like kind of like when you cry out to your dad and he comes along and puts his arm around you come he's like, "Come on, let's go, you know, and I think that's what mm-hmm. he did. He gave me this those shots in the arm where I just wasn't seeing anything, and all of a sudden now, yeah, I'm pumped,
1: yeah, that's awesome and i I think that you know the good lesson there I mean you've had seasoning with. With Venezuela, but one of the lessons that I think is under that is, um, see it as an opportunity and it might be an extended season. And many times we don't like these, ex- these seasons, but it drives you back to dependency on God. And so. if you don't, you're going to look for the exit. Oh yeah. You're going to look for the exit and, and in your weak moments, you're going, I mean, I, I remember that, uh, really early on in the, the ministry, we had a, um, We had we just had some pressures and situations going on Um, personal. Somebody was causing us problems. We were starting to lose support um, because they were saying, uh, "Believe I mean, believe it or not." I mean, they were saying that we were doing things we were not. I mean, it was somebody in a different ministry, and they were jealous. Blah blah blah. You know, the ugly side sometimes of kingdom ministries. Yes. You you know, and it really I mean, I just I just became overwhelmed. And the the greatest uh, advice in that moment, and I've had to use this. I think one other time, one or two that it was like really I had to is just get away, Gary. And and my father-in-law actually said, Gary, why don't you, you, you just need to, you need to check out for a couple of days. Well, what was interesting about that, because I was really, I was only irrational. I don't need this. I, I didn't sign up for this. I don't have to. I mean, this isn't fair, you know, all this kind of stuff. This isn't right. I'm being slandered, all this kind of stuff, you know, and I was just, I was, I got so focused by that, that I was ready to just, and then, you know, the pressures of just living life. I was ready to, to, to I was in my thought, I was ready to check out and just, just get away to a hotel and rest. And, uh, so I think by the, that first night, I remember it, like things just cleared. And I was like, this is so stupid. Why, why did, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? And yeah. that, that series, it wasn't a long season, I guess all the season, the season was leading up to that moment for me and that scenario. In other words, I had been just one after one after one after one. And so the straw finally hit the the camel's back. And so then it was like, okay, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm done. Yeah, and yeah. So it was at the end of the season. And I, I, you know, I go there and I realize, what am I doing? There's no way I'm going to give up on that. I'm not going to do it. And, but it, it drove me back to, you know, why am I here? Who's in charge? Yeah. Who do I need to rely on? What does my focus need to be? And what, you know, and, and so that was one of those. And I think, I mean, I, I've i been discouraged since I've had seasons. I actually, that was a short, if that, comparatively speaking, that was a short season. Because I've had seasons of months down here of sometimes almost depression because things have not worked um as i had planned and i, I, I am I'm a i'm a i'm of the visionary type so i, I want to see things i don't want to march us to here and my best laid plans and i did everything the right way and i did you know that i think and 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 then it just falls apart. Yeah. And then you're just like, but God, you were leading in this. And, and that's discouraging and, uh, you know, timelines and okay, well, this is going to happen and then we'll be able to do this or that. And then the timelines get messed up and sometimes not by months, sometimes by years. Well, I mean, you yeah. have to accept that. Right. And I,
0: am going to jump in here too, because, you know, if you're a missionary listening to this, Wow. Not only do you have that, there's just the regular pressures of life and ministry, that's normal, but when you live in a foreign culture, and I love the Dominican, so I'm not ripping on the Dominican, but you have another level of just, of uphill fighting that always, that you never leave. Every time you get in the car here and turn your keys, you know you're in a battle, you're in the war, you know, driving down the road, because it's just... Um, you know, you know, even sometimes if you go to Jumbo and you're standing in the grocery store line, you know, it's almost like if you don't hold your ground, everybody will jump in front of you and cut line if they get a half a chance. And it's just, it's like, you don't ever get to totally relax because it's all the things that are out of your comfort zone, I'm not ripping on the Dominican. When I say those things, it's just things as a gringo you're not used to. So your, your brain's in overdrive because it's funny. It's funny to me, as I'm driving down the road and I'm literally grinding my teeth, I keep joking and say, you know, if I stay here 20 more years, I won't have any molars left because I'm grinding my teeth. But if you look at them, dude, they're smiling, they're talking. You know, the dude on the motorcycle swerves at the last minute so he doesn't run into you. But he's still got one hand off the handlebar and he's talking to the person on the back and he never even he never even blinked twice. It didn't even bother him in the least. And he's I am, you know, grinding my teeth away, so you know you those things too. I think the wisdom, your father in law's wisdom, was wise. Get away sometimes. You know, uh, I've got a friend who I mentioned before, Greg Smith, and he's said to me, you know, sometimes maybe you need to take a little sabbatical, take a week or two off, and just yeah. breathe, breathe. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Clear your head. You know, get it, get. His, because I don't know how it's you, but sometimes that's even with me. If I get a lot on my mind, I can't even sleep, you know, because yeah. my brain's just going a million miles an hour. And, and it's yeah. so easy to tell people all the trite stuff of you just need to trust God, and you're sitting there laying in your bed trying, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you still can't sleep.
1: Yeah, and, you know, at different moments, I think the Lord orders up different remedies for us. I mean, sometimes it's... It's getting away in solitude. Yeah. Because we, things just become too hectic and things just kind of like a magnet. We, we attract these discouragements and, and then it just becomes too much. Uh, you know, in, in other moments, I think, um, you know, reaching out to other people, but again, that could be trite. I mean, you know, you've heard that said, Hey, when you're feeling down, you just need to go out and reach out to somebody else. Sometimes that's not the right thing to do. Sometimes you need to get, you need to get away, but the Lord has used that sometimes. I mean, sometimes I have been discouraged and I've I've realized just forget the plan, forget the timelines, forget that. Just, just go minister to somebody else that's hurting. And, You know, sometimes that I mean, there is the reason why that's tritely said is because often it does work. And so it's let's say that's in the toolbox of things that that God may ask you to do when you're discouraged. He may say, Jason, you need to get or Gary, you need to get away uh, for a little time with me. A little solitude. I'm driving you to solitude. Or he may say, Gary, you're so concentrated on yourself. Go out and help this person that's right beside you. That's Mm -hmm. really got some issues. And that'll be the remedy. You see, there's there's different tools. How are you going to know what you need to do? Well, that's where the word and the Holy Spirit and, and, and sometimes just careful counsel of people who are grace filled can kind of point you. To, that to is this.
0: huge right there. And yeah. I think that's part of it, because in in our circles, I think it's been painted as lack of faith sometimes. Oh, you just don't have enough faith. You don't have enough yeah. faith, you know, and, and I know that, for instance, Doug was huge for me, you know, and talking to him, talking my way through some things. Um, Doug's wise and those, those kind of things. He's been around the block a few times, you know, so he, he understands those things. And my friends here, I, you know, and if you're a missionary listening to this, I'm very conscious of missionaries because here's the thing you, the things we face is just really hard for other people to identify with. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a book, and I don't remember the name of it, but I think it's called Reentry or something like that. But the whole idea of the book is you go back to the States and you're ready to talk about all your, Craziness that you experience, and the bottom line is nobody cares. Life went on yeah, when you were yeah, gone, right. and they're doing their thing. And you, I mean, this literally happened. You know, I'm at Chick fil A talking about, yeah, man, and bullets are flying. I'm diving behind cars, and they're like, hey, do you think the sweet frog place is open? You know, yeah, <laughs> right. and you're sitting there like, I'm pouring my heart out here about this stuff. You want the lemon pie? Yeah. Yes. And you're just like, <laughs> and not that I wanted all the attention, but it was just like, right this was a huge milestone in my family's life. And it's like, it didn't even matter. Right. It's on the level of where's
1: the yogurt, you? what time is yogurt cream, place yeah. close, you know?
0: Right. But so I understand that from a missionary standpoint. And, and and it's also too hard to find somebody who you can, it's almost for like a pastor because you don't want to open your heart to people who are supporting you because you don't want them to get discouraged or think that you're, you know, faltering in your, you know, so you have right. this very small, even calling home sometimes. I mean, you know, even with family, my mom, bless her heart. I talk to her almost every day, but she doesn't always understand everything that we face just because she mm-hmm. doesn't have that context. She doesn't, how can she understand something she's never walked? You know what yeah. I'm saying?
1: And, and you have to be careful on your counsel because yes, yeah. there's a safety a to of counselors, but some people will, they want to comfort you and they'll tell you uh, maybe what you want to hear, but it's not necessarily what, you, what well, you need to hear. And you have to be able to discern, man, I really appreciate that. But that's not right for me.
0: You just yeah. hit a huge point, and that is sometimes we as believers, and I'm saying this is going to happen with missionaries or anybody, that is a huge caution. And that is, um, you may never admit it to somebody, but, but there are times in our life, I think, when we all do it, when we go to people specifically because we know the answer they'll give us and we know it's the one we want. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where somebody will say, when you're discouraged, you want to quit, and you know, if you talk to this person, they're going to be like, "Hey, dude, maybe maybe oh, you should." You've, do.
1: you've done, you've sacrificed yeah, well. Come on, your home. heart God out, yeah, knows, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's not the advice you need. So I, yeah. I would strongly caution somebody on that. But um, I think godly counsel for me has always been good. I, you yeah. know, my relationship with my mom, for example, is not what typical. You know, people go home and run into their mommies. I can. That don't happen with me. My mom's like, you know. You need to, you just need, you just need to buckle down. You know you need right. to, she, she gives me the what for, right. which I need. I need sometimes. Um, and so surround yourself with people who are going to push you.
1: Yeah, you always need people that I think are in indifferent. And what I mean by indifferent not is not swayed either way. They're not swayed either way, or they're not committed to a cause. Like, Hey, I've been trying to bring Gary home uh, all right. these years. We got this brain image. We're going to start. I'd and exactly, and like him to head it up. And so yeah. when Gary calls this particular person, they say, Hey, I'd like to tell you, you know, and, or they frame it in a way. No. Yeah. I, so I, I need somebody that's going to be indifferent and they're not, they're not trying to pull me or take me, but they're listening and then they're just trying to. Help me discover. You don't
0: know the conversations in my house when we deal with stuff like this is sometimes it's like, you know what? This is rough what we're going through. It stinks. Yeah. It stinks. But then I'll say, but can Sarah, can you imagine sitting in our living room at home and looking at each other and realizing we should be somewhere else and we're not there? It just would be an awful empty feeling. And, I, yeah. you know, so it's like it's rough and it's hard. And I, I said in Venezuela well and I'll say it here, sanctification is a... It's bad to use this word, but nasty, dirty process. Sanctification is not so clean and easy. And you just, you know, you take this next level spiritually. No, we get stuck in, we get stuck in first grade and sometimes have to get back, bump back to kindergarten. God has to take us back to kindergarten, you know, in our, in our sanctification process, because it exposes who we are, exposes our weaknesses, exposes how much we need him. And so it's not God's side of the, the sanctification process that's dirty and nasty. It's our side because it just shows us how much we need his grace and how much we need his help and how much we need to depend on him. And nobody likes to be confronted with how they're falling short. You see what yeah. I'm saying? And so I say the sanctification is just a dirty process because it's not fun. It hurts. It's messy. It's messy. It, it hurts.
1: Yeah. I think for me, uh, you know, recently I, I came across, I think this was Pete's, uh, Chisero, um, the uh, the emotional emotionally healthy leader i think you presented to this if it's the wrong one i read the book and then let me know uh, at least you have read the work but it's talking about um uh the oh now i forgot what i was gonna say sorry man yeah yeah did i do um, that yeah. when i
0: started to go mm, I, and
1: well, Yeah, yeah I, yeah no um, no man what what was he saying? Uh, he, he was talking to him. oh no, it was a, I think he 's the one that said to embrace god 's limits or restrictions and i don 't know in all of my visionary stuff that I like i mean visioneering was one of the uh, the book, Andy Stanley, one of his seminal works, you know, the seminal work, visioneering, you know, Nehemiah and having a vision. And, and, and the concept of that book is Nehemiah looked and he saw what was and what could be. And so he was going to step into that gap. And so that's, I mean, that man, that that triggers, that fires for me because I look here and I see what we could do. And so I think about, you know, what a Christian school needs and what a seminary needs to be and all this kind of stuff. And uh, there's a healthy... there. That's not necessarily bad, but here's the thing. You don't read too many works that challenge you with, but what if God doesn't want you to do that? And what if God says it's going to take a whole lot longer than what you think? You know, and we sometimes we want to check out. Or we're like, that's not what I signed up for.
0: Or what if God says, Gary, instead of sitting in your office studying right now, why don't you just go out and play some cornhole?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, (laughs) mean, exactly, it'll boil it down. and so And so it, you know, embracing the limitations that we have. Yeah. And that's just not something you hear people say. And so it was a good word. It was a good word for me because uh, I can get discouraged when things. Now, that doesn't because, see, my problem is not losing vision. My particular problem is not losing vision. I mean, I could tell you. I mean, there's things out on vision land that, uh, I mean, I haven't even told other people that. I, I mean, I don't have a problem envisioning what we could do out there. My problem when is when it overly seems to slow down, or it's or it's like no, we're not going to be able to do that, or it's not going to be as big in this aspect than what we thought, or it's not going to be that, or you, Gary, are not going to be the one that's going to be out in front on this particular ministry on that, you know, where I thought and, and I and I thought I was doing what, and so those things can bring discouragement to my heart, but realizing God, this is this is. Your vision. Now I've said that, but you know, for many years. But you know, constantly being new dimensions of understanding that yeah. this is your vision, God. I mm-hmm. am just a steward, and I will. I want. I, I, it's, I, my problem is not going to be laziness. I work hard, and I I put many more hours than the nine to five in this ministry. I'm not. You know, it's not, that's not the issue. But the issue is sometimes the discouragement and things not unfolding the way I think they can be. And I can't see it as much as I try. I just can't get it there and, and just realizing, well, Gary, maybe it's just not the time. Yeah, yeah You know what I'm saying? Well, and and there's
0: a, Yeah, and there's a finiteness to our way of thinking because I don't necessarily think it's always me wanting to go to God to tell him how it needs to be done. It's just, for instance you know, Venezuela had the context of Venezuela, for example, and how, what we did there and the Bible studies and all that kind of stuff. And I just, I just thought that's how it worked. I was going to work in every culture. And so, yeah. you know, I thought that the, maybe the university student thing was just going to turn out that way. And it's not, it's just not, you know, the one thing that blows me away here, um, not a bad thing. I actually think it's a good thing, but A Dominican has no problem telling you, no, I'm not a believer and um, I don't really want to become one right now. I'm just, you know, I'm having too much fun and when I'm I'm ready for (laughs) it, you know, maybe I'll come talk to you, but you know, right now I'm good. So, you know, thanks for the offer. And Venezuela rarely got that, you know, it was very pleasing culture. Uh, They're going to tell you what you want to hear. You know, they want to make you happy Mm -hmm. and you're the... You know, you're the novelty because you're the gringo, and they don't see a whole lot of those. So they want the conversation. They don't want right. to send you packing. They want the conversation because they're gonna go home and say they just talked to the gringo. You know, right? Where here. It's like basic gringos all day long. They're mm-hmm. they're not really you know, yeah, and the, and special. the culture, and the culture is way more straightforward in the way of talking. Even just this regular conversation is a bit more straightforward. You know, like Sarah in her classes all the time. She's teaching, and she's like, and I think it's because English is their second language. You know. But even in Spanish sometimes, very forward and straightforward the way things are said, but nothing bad is meant by it. It's just yeah. the way.
1: Allison comes home from, I mean, she used to come home, well, me, me myself, but the, the woman tends to take these comments more seriously. Uh, it looks like you you put on some weight, you know. Well, for me, yeah, Okay but for a woman, oh, you know, typically. <laughs> and so they would, I mean, no, no shame, no, and and not meaning anything about it, but just being like, wow, you ate good up in the United States, Allison. And so, I mean, that used to really just get under Terms skin. of
0: endearment in Spanish are right. fatso and, you know, right. or skinny. Right. Hey, bean bowl. And hey, fatso. Brutal,
1: brutal. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but like you said, very direct. And so, you know, you can, you can be discouraged on that because if you're wrestling with, thoughts that am i ever going to get my weight under control yeah you know i've been there I, am i ever going to be able to you know get this am i ever going to be able to get back to where i was when i was more athletic and all that? so you're wrestling with these you know behind the scenes and you and you know you've done the you've done the uh, the diet and the exercise and you've plateaued you know what you know what it's like yep. when you when you've lost you're a pre- whole bunch of pounds you're preaching to the choir right now <laughs> <laughs> i've dropped you're about 40 cents. well it just yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i mean you and, and you hit that plateau and then you're just like and then sometimes i I've gotten angry because I was like, there is no way there is no way I was under my calorie count. I walked twice, you know, I walked five miles for three or four days in a row. And there is no (laughs) way that I gain a pound. There is no way. And so I'm like arguing with the scale and the scales like, nope. And so I was like, but I drink my water, too. So, I mean, it's like everything lines up that I should have lost weight. I even felt lighter when I got on. I'm higher. And then you come to church and somebody says, Oh, you, you look like uh, you look like you've been putting on some pounds. Yeah, and it's just like that's the straw. Yeah, I would, you know what I mean. Discouragement.
0: I, I would just say, you know, I I have an allergy. It's food. When I eat it, I swell up. You know, <laughs> I'm No, to I'm in the I'm in that battle because I'm. That's a constant mental battle. Uh, when you talk about discouragement, I'm an emotional eater, and I don't even
1: realize that. I get more hungry when I'm emotional when I'm when I'm in that mode, and so um, I have in the past been too, and that that was something that was a self awareness that I didn't know when I first came here. Yeah. And I guess that's what happens with people with drugs and alcohol and all that. And that's one of the things I'm going to share. Uh, maybe not all of that, but my tendency, um, I can look for an escape. And so on this whole question about- sure, Pastor, why yeah, are you yeah. not drink, I don't trust myself. I don't know how else to say it. Because I have, I realized after 10 years here, eight years, that I was looking for some sort of hit off of a McDonald's Big Mac and large Coke that it just made me feel better after I ate. Well, then it didn't because then in the afternoon I felt bad. Like I junk, felt yeah. It, yeah, I felt junk. But when you do that day after day after day after day, or you know maybe not all. No, I'm with I mean, yeah. you. See what I'm saying? Oh, so I'm you, a, go, I'm you, you go for that. And so when you find yourself actually looking forward to your lunch. Like that is like the, the highlight of the day is I'm going to get me a big Mac. And you're hungry at nine o'clock
0: in the morning after you eat. Right. And you're like, well, I'm
1: just, I just need to make it till 12. Yeah. Something's wrong. And so, but I, I didn't realize that. So that's some, and some of the things that happen, you have the health issues and some, whatever. And so that only compounds it, but you look for your escape in other things. And it took me coming to that realization to realize that when I'm discouraged, I've got to be really careful because i might look for the outlet there and god's wanting me to run to him
0: well and you're hitting something real personal for me because what happens for me is i get to a certain point uh if i gain so much weight that it literally i'm gonna say it shuts my body down i can't even walk my back hurts so bad that i can't walk right now Mm -hmm. i still have back problems uh i do like have actual legitimate chiropractic issues that have to be dealt with um, but I can walk my dog around the block right now. And, you know, when I get back, I'm a little tight, but, um, and so when I get that far out of control for me, but it's just, it's just a stair step thing. And it, what happens is it goes in, it just goes in stages. Think yeah. about life gets crazy. You're stressed. You know, for me, if I get off plan, then all of a sudden I'm just grabbing what we have or, you know, I load up on, I, just yesterday, yesterday. I didn't do meal planning and all that. And so I was a carb day, you know, I had some cracker crackers in the afternoon. I had some rice with breakfast in the morning and took my blood sugar in the afternoon. I was like, whoa, I was over 200, you know, I can't do that. I just can't do that. So it is, but what I hope all of you guys are hearing is you got two people that can absolutely relate uh, to this issue of discouragement and emotions and all the things that go with it, the emotional eating, the frustration, the depression, um, and I don't think in this particular podcast we're going to give you the one absolute answer because I can tell you to trust God and, but you know what I thought I was trusting God, you know, or I was yeah. doing my best to trust God in the moment. So it was a real trite way to
1: say, well, you just need to trust God. And um, I do think, I do think, I, I would clarify, I, I do think, or maybe this is pushback. I do think the answer is getting back to God. Okay, but I agreed. think, but I think the tool to do that. To find out that dependency and, and what he's trying to show you might be a little different. So that's where we've ran, okay, where we've r- yeah. run the gamut from sure. from counsel to solitude to to eating differently. To, there's just lots of different things that it might be used. I think
0: for but, me, yeah. it, sometimes it might be just come back and say, "Hey, Gary, I'm out of pocket for two weeks. Yeah, I'm out of pocket for two weeks. I just got to get some things yeah. worked out in my heart, in my life, and so." Um, I hate to do this because you always feel guilty of leaving things hanging and ministry is not right. going. But if you don't take care of your own spiritual and emotional health, and you're not going to be there to yeah. to do the ministry after that fact. Um, yeah, the other, yeah. yeah, yeah, I would
1: I would just insert to to that. This is a marathon. Uh, for most people. Right. I, I mean, and she should run it like a marathon, not a sprint. And well, so there's balance. Well, and, well,
0: and there's a whole and, other side of that, too. And this is not that I think we're purposely arrogant, but we put way too much value on ourselves and think that if we're out of pocket, things are just not going to happen like they're supposed to. Right. And uh, I learned in Venezuela when we had to deal with a rough a church discipline situation and I tried to run interference and protect the church. And so because of that, I really didn't come out and expose what the issue was. I tried to deal with it in leadership so I didn't embarrass the people. Just a right. whole bunch of nuances involved in that. They come back and bite you? Yes and no. Uh, but it right. was it, what I actually happened. So then people called me afterwards because the person we had a discipline went to their house at lunch and poured out their heart right. all afternoon. Right. When they called me and I said, Hey, I just wanted to hear what happened from your perspective as pastor. And I said, Well, here's the deal. We, we tried to work with this person. We offered them discipleship. They refused it. We've offered it three or four times. They still wouldn't take it. We were left without an option. We, they were like, Oh, okay. That makes total sense.
1: Now but- to clarify, you weren't, you didn't put them under discipleship. You didn't put them under discipline because they did not go through discipleship, no, 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 there was discipleship a, as a result, as a, as a, right, as a right, corrective measure. A corrective and they, method, and they right.
0: refused the corrective measure. Um, and it was a way to restore. It was actually sure. just described as restorative. Hey, right. listen, we want to do this. Let's go through this for a while. And then, yeah. and then you're right back where, where you were and it was refused. So the, the point in all that being is here, I was trying to think of my job is to protect the church. And you know what mm. God showed me in that? It's his bride, and he can take care of his bride. And yeah. he worked in situations in ways that I could have never figured out. And I walked away from that realizing next time I don't need to run as much interference. we just deal with it as it is because that's how God
1: created his body yeah. is to deal with it. And so yeah, I've I, seen that. I mean, that's, a, that's even, I mean, look what's coming out in the scandal. I mean, this is another podcast, yes. but about churches hiding uh, in afraid of, of damaging the name of the church. And they would say damaging the name of Christ. And so they don't deal with something in a transparent, helpful way to victims. And the next cover you know, it up and oh, next yeah. thing you do, it goes on. I mean, that's, that's a whole nother thing. But to, you know, to that point, trying to control things being, and then beginning, you can get discouraged and all that way. And, uh, I've got two know. very good friends in,
0: that are in the SBC right now that, uh, one of them's looking at starting a. uh, a separate five hundred one c three, just in case, yeah. you know, just in case something happens to kind of protect their church because there's not issues there. But
1: yeah, and in, 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 and that know. can be discouraging seeing right. leaders that you respect. Uh, wow, I mean, yeah, it's not our place or our format here to call out people. But no. I mean, there's there, you know, people. There are names in the last two, three, four years that has come out on things that you're like, really. I mean, I, I read their work. I listened to their messages. I yeah. was moved. I mean, you know, and it's just like, or I can't they believe were, it.
0: they were some of the main icons of fundamentalism at one point, and then all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah,
1: and so you, you can get discouraged. So see, discouragement, like I said, there's a thousand different ways yeah. that you can yeah. be discouraged. The, one thought I would leave. We don't have time to break it down. I mean, this has been a great podcast. <laughs> we're already over time. We were going
0: but, for two, one, yeah. two, two podcasts today at 20 minutes each. We've gone 40.
1: <laughs> We've done two at 40. Yeah. Uh, remember First Kings. Uh, 19 great chapter about elijah what's interesting about that chapter is he's to the point that he uh he doesn't even want to live anymore and that follows a mountaintop experience yeah that follows the prophets of baal and and all that and you know there's a great victory that he has i mean just a, a crowning i mean the highlight of his ministry probably and the next thing we know is he's despairing life. And it's very interesting to watch how God ministers to him in chapter mm-hmm. 19. Yeah. The, the Lord sends an angel to minister to him. And then at the end, I mean, to feed him, you know, uh, you know, he cries out, you know, what's going on. And, you know, then God brings him, you know, and, and shows him that, it, you know, he's not in the earthquake. He's not in the, the fire. He's in that still small, still small voice. voice. Yeah. And I think that's what God wants to do with us when we're in our discouragement. Yeah. Hey, sometimes we're looking for um, we're looking for, you know, the big lights or we're looking for the big sound or the earthquake or the fire. We're looking for a signal and all that. And sometimes God's just trying to calm us so that his still small voice can yep. speak to us. I think if I was I gonna us.
0: from my perspective, I do this, I've done this several times in my missionary career or my Christian life, I guess you could say, and that is I come to points where Please don't take what I'm saying inappropriately, but you know, I come to the, I just want to be like a kid with God again. Forget all the theology, forget all the stuff I've studied, all the books I've read, all the compounding of everything. I just want to be your kid right now, God. I, I just want to come sit at your feet. I know who you are. I've read about who you are. I've yeah. studied who you are, but I need to know you right now. I just need to feel your presence. I need to, you know, I'm, I'm tired of knowing, I guess it goes back to that book with, you know, I don't want to yeah. learn about you. Yeah. I don't want to do things for you. I just want to be with you. And so sometimes I'm like, God, take me back to the, the kindergarten level. I mean, let me just read something simple in scripture and open my heart. I think praise music helps me a lot with this these yeah. moments and reminding me who God is. Uh, you know, there's a song right now, You Are Gyra. You know, You Are Enough. Oh, wow. When you're going through it, yeah. you know, um, that is one thing that I've done to supplement, I guess you say, in my prayer life. I guess we've all been taught that prayer is just bowing your head, closing your eyes and talking. But mm-hmm. Um I love putting on praise music for thirty or forty five minutes and just just amening yeah. to what they 're saying i 'm hundred percent with that and so um you know i can 't tell you there's one exact path. I can simply say you that most of the time when you 're going through moments like that god 's trying to tell you something, and the, yeah. I guess the question is, God, what are you trying to tell me and i'm i 'm uh, you know i 'm willing to do or go or whatever you want, but please tell me, yeah, tell I, me what it is
1: yeah, like be like. Be like Elijah and say, bring me into the cave, you know, yeah. bring me to the cave, bring me out to the the edge of it and, and let me hear your voice.
0: Honestly, Gary, that's the way it was a month or so ago. I mean, I was yeah. just like, God, if I don't see something by such and such, I literally put a date and I just said, if we don't see any changes by then, then maybe it's time to really reconsider. And man, it wasn't until I just sat down and said, God, uh, you know, <laughs> you got to do right. something. You got to do something. And I didn't mean it disrespectful or anything. Right. Boy, did he come through! He yeah, and
1: typically, you know, those types of situations, um, you know, you y- you may not ever come to that point again. I mean, um, you could, but like, it's not going to be like every two months you're going to be like, Lord, no, if no, you don't it's do just, it's not, it's because it's already a skewed perspective sure. because you're discouraged. And oh, there's so many things. Right. There's
0: so many things that played into it. And, I, and again, when I say talk about God's timing, timing God yeah. brought my friends here at the exact time I needed to hear from them because I, really I was. That. I was walking around with that cloud following me everywhere. And they're like, right. you know, uh, I don't think you need to have that cloud following. I think you right. just need to open your heart to God. And I was like, well, maybe you're right. You guys have kind of gone through right. it too. And you know, and it was just that, that, you know, a missionary identifying with a missionary, which very, you know, you can't, it's hard to identify with people that are not doing what you're doing. And so they understand all the cultural aspects and all the right. relational and all that kind of stuff. And so God lined that thing up perfectly. Yeah. And, and it was what I needed when I needed it. And I, I that's what I would say. If, if you're going through that, God, has something to say to you, figure out what it is. And maybe it's counsel. Uh, maybe it's just getting away. Yeah. Maybe it's just listening to some praise music and reading a passage here and there and just chewing on it or whatever yeah. that, that may yeah, be. I think you
1: bring up some good, good practical uh, tips there. I mean, uh, some spiritual disciplines there. Yeah. I mean, as far as reading the scripture, uh, praying, you know, the music, uh, speaking to your own heart through the music, uh, journaling, Yeah, uh, you know, it's just lots of different things. And maybe there's an aspect that hasn't been, um, necessarily active or present in your life. And this will be the moment that, I mean, for instance, some people haven't journaled a lot, right? You know, for whatever reason, just don't have it. But, but you're just like, you know, I'm so desperate. I mean, I I'll, need I'll, you. I'll, I'll read yeah. the scripture, Lord, and I'll journal if that's, if that, and you might find that in this season, the Lord will use journaling or memorization or listening to old hymns or what. I mean, there's lots of tools that right. the Lord could use. Um, uh, it comes back to God. Yeah. And so he want he's drawing you to him. So yes. just look at this in the discouragement. Realize he's drawing you. So to move toward that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I would say. I mean, people tend to not open up to people they don't know. So I mean, we can sure. throw it out there and say, you know, hey, if you need to bounce something off of us, we're here. I, I would say that. We. I mean, we're here. I don't know that that's going to work, but I mean, we. But we are here and we'll pray for know, you. Absolutely. And, and if you are out there and you're like, man, I need somebody that understands ministry, but doesn't know the people yeah. in my church. Well, I mean, that would you got probably them. be us.
0: You yeah. got them. But let me say this too. And that is, uh, I don't judge anybody that's had dark thoughts. Uh, so if you think things are going like, you, you know, we talked about your sermon. If you right. think things are going outside that realm uh, and you're starting to really think some dark suicidal thoughts, get some help, man. Don't be afraid to talk to somebody about that. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who have been caught up in their their emotions for the moment and made a decision that affected, you know, a lifetime for a family or whatever and it just didn't need to happen but don't be afraid to 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 reach out and get the help that you need because it's more important to get you back to spiritual, physical, emotional health that you need. And so, and as we talked a couple of weeks ago, sometimes it can be simple as just an imbalance in your diet or something like that. That just throws you too many Big Macs. So too many Big Macs. (laughs) Gary's drug of choice. (laughs) listen, guys. I hope we've been an encouragement to you. Uh, it's something we all face, and so it's real. Uh, it's a part of our sanctification process. Not always easy, but I hope we've given you some ideas of them, some things you can apply that will encourage you. And uh, and as Gary said, if we could pray for you, man, let us let us be a part of that because you're not talking to people who are perfect. You're talking to people who've walked uh, those footsteps before, and so we can identify and empathize empathize with that. And uh, we'd be glad to lift you up in prayer. God bless you, guys. Catch you next episode.